Right. Where did I put that whisk? What's going on here? Ben, why are our cupboards full of rubbish? A talking pile of trash. I knew the day would come when the landfill sites would come to life and rise up to rule us. Tom, come here, quick! Ben, I am very busy. What did I tell you? Only bother me if the landfill sites have come to life and risen up to rule us. But they have, look. Tom, Ben, I'm buried in rubbish. Help me up! It knows our names. Maybe he'll make a second in command in his junkyard army. Tom, Ben, it's me, Matthew. I'm buried in rubbish. Help me up. Right, that is it. This cannot go on. The place looks like a bomb's hit it. Yeah, but it was only a small homemade bomb. What? Uh, Nothing. Look, no one has taken out the bins in months. And as I'm the landlord, I demand that one of you do it. Tom? Well, I'm not going to do it. Ben? I think I preferred it when you're a vengeful rubbish monster, hell-bent on ruling the earth. Well, there's only one way to decide this. We're going to have to have a flat share slam down. Welcome to the last in the present series of flat share slam down. Oh, last ever. Okay, still hosting the show. Sorry. <laughs> Excited. Still hosting Sorry. the show. First, first sentence in, and you already interrupt me. Uh, history is being made. If I wanted to say history is being made, I'd popped it in the little script I'm reading from right now. I'm the landlord Matthew Crosby, and while they're under my roof, and this is so untrue, they'll be following my rules. They won't. Please meet the tenants. It's Tom Parry and Benedict Clark. Oh! Last ever history. Now, Tom and Ben, it's been a long time, been a long time, been a long, lonely, 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 lonely time since we last took out the bins. So, <laughs> for any Led Zeppelin fans in the audience, or listening at home, Ben, why are you unprepared to take out these bins? Well, last time I took out the bin, Matthew, I had to pay for everything, and it didn't even give me a kiss at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you couldn't even commit to that joke, so you had to add, add a little uh at the end. <laughs> You're like a human klaxon horn, aren't you? <laughs> Two weeks ago he told me that joke. I've got a good one for bins. <laughs> Tom, Tom, why aren't you taking out the bins? I'm not taking out the bins, Matthew, because I'm so fat, I don't take out the bins. The bins take me out. Hey-o! One week ago, Tom told me that joke as well, so it's all balancing out. I'm trying to invent the formula about saying fat jokes. Like, they don't have to necessarily make sense, but like, I'm so fat, I don't go downstairs, the stairs go up me! That's a whole other podcast just waiting to happen, isn't it? So now, the show is all about rubbish, uh, but the guests who you've brought along are far from that. Tom, who have you brought along to help you this week? Well, tragically, it is the final day of the jamboree that is in town, and uh, to close what has been the best ever jamboree, it's been said in the local press, and thanks for their comments. Yeah, who's um, the best? <laughs> the, uh, the best yet. Um, to close, um, I am performing with my Oasis uh, tribute band. So uh, my Oasis tribute band member is staying over at the flat. Please welcome Mr. Matt Ford. Yes, Fucking bodybuilder's a fucking arsehole. 
let the record show that Matt is doing a, a very accurate uh, Liam Gallagher impersonation here. The Liam Gallagher from BDI, that is, of course. Um, ben, who have you brought? Uh, well, rather embarrassingly, I was uh, down the pub and there was this man ranting. <laughs> and he insisted on coming home with me. It's my new friend, Robin Ince! So, uh, Robin and Fordy, thanks for coming on the show. Fordy, what kind of a flatmate are you? I'm a very good flatmate. How does that manifest itself? I, I, I'm fairly tidy, so I'm not, I'm not an autocrat, but I will keep things fairly neat and tidy. I'm fairly in the middle. Is that a nice. kind of transformer? <laughs> I, provide, I, provide, I provide a full service as a housemate. I, if I hear another housemate getting up, I run downstairs to greet them and, and talk to them. Scare them, in other words. <laughs> I do tend to wander around in my underpants, though. You wander around in your underpants when you visit other people's houses? <laughs> Fordy came back to my house once. We came back from the pub, it was like half eleven. I said, oh, when you come, I closed the door, turned around, and he was in his pants. <laughs> and, he was, and he was like, oh, I just want to relax. I like to wander in the house, I like to feel the house. I don't want to just be some stiff idiot in the corner. Wait, <laughs> well, you were that stiff idiot in the corner, that was the bloody problem. I'm like a comedian, I like to adapt to my environment. It's the principles of the TA. If you've seen uh, Fordy do comedy, you'll know. <laughs> You know that he strips down to his pants on stage and feels the room. I'm, I'm a good flat mate, I'm a good flat mate. I mow the lawn as I did yesterday. And I bought the mower. I genuinely love being at one with grass. You like uh, Djokovic. Djokovic, but yeah. with a bigger appetite. <laughs> and Robin, what kind of a flatmate uh, are you? Presumably you're not, you're no longer a flatmate. No, no, I'm not. But I, was, I suppose what I was was one of those kind of um, solitary, enigmatic individual flatmates with that kind of, we don't see him very often, and, and when he has, we hear the door close, and then we just find some mints in the sink, <laughs> sometimes with, like, an engagement ring in it. So, you know, I would say mine is very much the Nielsen approach of being a flatmate. The, the suggestion. Uh, enigmatic suggestion of murder. <laughs> like I said, he insisted on coming. <laughs> Europe's leading transgender Nina Simone impersonator. <laughs> and on Wednesdays it's karaoke. <laughs> Do you have any anecdotes uh, pertaining to the, the topic rubbish? We talked about rubbish uh, this week. Now, you've actually had some... Uh, I had some you've rubbish, had an accident yeah, no, in your flat, haven't you? I had some rubbish in my flat from other people's rubbish. Uh, six years ago, I was doing the Edinburgh Festival, and my wife rang me up to say, um, our house is full of shit. Um, and, this, and this wasn't like the fact that it is, it did have a lot of kind of like, you know, weird records and strange cuttings and, and things like that and images of, of Dharma. Uh, it was, uh, my, my house flooded with uh, the sewage of all the people who lived around my neighborhood. Uh, one foot of sewage, I lived in a basement flat. At Glastonbury. No, this was uh, genuine, this was uh, West Ealing, appalling, low quality shit from people with a shabby diet. That's it. <laughs> I was, I was like, if you Not imagine Gillian McKeith doing a film with John Waters, <laughs> that is how she would have, rather than a sieve, she'd say, just put the shit through the flat while a 70-year-old woman in a basque sings a song. That's roughly what it was like. And so my, my whole, uh, very specific reference is there to the work of John Waters. Should you actually, then actually, any of you bother to do some background research, you'll see that it was uh, reasonably authentic. Um, yeah, let, let's start this with a telling off, why not? So yeah, it's, uh... Well, you know what they say, still waters run deep. <laughs> No. You know what they say, we're going to have to edit this now. <laughs> I was trying to impress Robin with an intellectual comment. 
<laughs> it's not going to be the fact that a pun for you is. And also, you're not. You're clearly not going to impress Robin. He's snobbish about other people's shit as well. So. No, it was because all the people that lived in my this street. This is even good shit true. in my house. No, it was, you know, it was the kind of shit because of the neighbourhood that I, I lived in. Right, it was on a crossroads where there was uh, an, an erotic lingerie shop, which I have to. Which was sometimes the woman. I've got to be specific. I've said where roughly where it is. It's really obvious which erotic lingerie shop it is. Right? Um, where sometimes in the early days of her career, someone would be browsing for a nurse's uniform, an old man in a cat would come in and she'd say, you'll have to leave for a couple of minutes. And then you'd just see a light going upstairs. And then an old man would come out hatless. Um, so that was the... I lived in an odd you area. Pay, pay in hats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the most erotic hat removal show <laughs> And, and Fordy as well, because I, I asked Fordy before the show, you know, if you've got any stories about... Um, about it was everywhere, the shit, by the way. It was absolutely <laughs> everywhere. It was, I mean, let's not just skim over this. It was over 1,000 vinyl LPs. It oh. was uh, nearly all the books that I'd ever bought and, uh, and, and everything else just destroyed by other people's shit. And the worst thing was that... No, there were a lot of actually bad sides to it. As well, um, but one of them was the fact that the records looked... If anyone here has ever accidentally covered one of their own vinyl records in shit as an experiment, and also hey Robin, hey Robin, Robin, when you leave that shop, would you say to the woman, Hattle do, pig? <laughs> Again, we no, get the, the, into the moment where you said the, the hat removal shop. Is that, do you like I that? imagine if Wittgenstein had ever been on Radio 4's quote unquote, it would be very similar to this experience <laughs> with you. Not a Wittgenstein crowd, should have gone with Heidegger, don't I feel like Was Heidegger a Wimbledon semi-finalist this year? <laughs> Am I right? No. No, you're not. No? <laughs> very, no, that is a very good, I would say, in terms of jongler stand-up, don't know about that bloke with a foreign name, but to me he sounds more somewhat like a sports person. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's now, my uh, yes tick. Now, Fordy, I'm going to let you uh, going to let you get a word in edgeways because you're a you're you're, you're you're talk sport through and through. Because uh, when I asked you if you've got a story about rubbish, you said, "Well, not got a story, but I've got a point of view." <laughs> yes, I did say that. That is classic talk sport. I did actually say that because I've always had a problem with bins because it's so final. I don't, don't put it in there. I might want to eat that. And I, the problem I have is people finish their meal and immediately go to the bin without consulting the rest of the house. Let me know first, because I probably will eat it. And I've actually... You have different grades of bin. Waste paper basket, definitely clean. Uh, kitchen bin, 50-50. Yep. Outside bin, you can't go anywhere near it. In the summer. <laughs> I am fished. I will eat off the floor. I will eat out of bins. I'm not one of these freegans. I don't go looking for it. But if I'm sat beside someone who's finished a spaghetti bolognese and chicken and scallop, oh, and yeah. they're, they're so lazy they haven't gone, do you want to finish that off? And I get to see them walk to the bin. I say, just let's hold on a second. I know I've eaten more than you. There's a reason why I sweat going downstairs. <laughs> see, if only you're kind of like an opportunist tramp. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like I'm like a tramp on a on a on an episode of MTV Cribs. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I put my chicken. This is where I piss my suit. <laughs> if only if only Robin had known this, you could have popped round his flat and ate all his vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> now the, the guests have certainly proved they can trash talk, hey, but let's see if they can trash 
Bang on, uh, Tom. This isn't an anecdote, but does anyone okay, remember... Well, that's a great start to a well, story. No, <laughs> we were talking about this earlier. Does anyone remember the excitement of the day when uh, the wheelie bins arrived for the first time? <laughs> yeah, we all got... And you got to ride in them down the street. That was oh, a good day. in Wolverhampton. <laughs> to ride a wheelie bin down the street. And you, you had big static hair after Yeah, it was amazing. Like, you had normal bins for ages, and then one day, word got around that wheelie bins were going to come, and it was like... My God! And then they arrived and we rode in them yeah. down the street. I love it when the, the, the podcast becomes stories that only Tom and Ben remember. Those <laughs> ones, uh, we really should do an offshoot. So anyway, we're, we're going we're to trash my wall up into the next round. So let's hear the sting for the first round. with Swagger Jagger. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, no, I, I genuinely, I never listened to the Stings before the show and that was, that was my favourite. I think if, if uh, Tom and Ben were a band, they'd be my, my favourite band. But I do have shit taste. <laughs> uh, this round is themed around rubbish, uh, which is why I've called it uh, Bin Lineup. Oh, what about my idea for that round where we make celebrities read out their biographies whilst they have to crawl around the floor and we throw stuff at them? It's called biodegrading. Biodegrading. We're going with bin Biodegrading. How about, uh, how about my round where we uh, lock a bunch of hillbillies in the top room of my house White trash in my attic? <laughs> I mean, you're already doing that, that's the thing. You've already. <laughs> what about Stig of the Dump? What's that? Where I take a shit on that guy from Top Gear. <laughs> Richard Samson. He hasn't been taken out for weeks. <laughs> no, we're, we're going to do bin lineup. It's a play your cards right style, higher or lower game based on bin capacities. So strap in, people. Uh, I'll give you the name, price, and literage of a bin, and you have to tell me whether the next bin has a higher or lower capacity. Yes. Ben and Robin, you, Ben and R Robin, you're to begin and all your bins are torn from the pages of the Ikea catalogue. So we're going to start, we're going to start with the Knod pedal bin. Now I can tell you that it's galvanised steel, it costs 17 99 and it has a capacity of 40 litres. Do you think, 40 litres, do you think the Cassett waste paper basket has a higher or lower capacity? I think we're looking at a, a, a 15, maybe 20 litre max on yeah. the next one. Okay. Lower. No, I think higher. <laughs> okay, the I can tell you now, the IKEA catalogue explains that the cassett may be completed with several waste paper baskets for additional waste sorting possibilities. White, £4.07. Does that help? Mm, not a bit. Okay. <laughs> I, I, think, I think lower. Okay, well, yep. The answer is lower, it's 18.5 litres. <laughs> okay, the Knoss waste paper basket, higher or lower than 18.5? Higher! 
One man very excited about that. <laughs> Dr. Knoss, the designer, is in tonight. I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna try and uh, remember the name of the uh, guy who owns Ikea to do the same joke, but I was just gonna call him, oh, Mr. Ikea's in the room tonight. That wouldn't have worked. I, I, I like probably shouldn't Yeah, yeah, you explained <laughs> all the work out. Here was something that I was gonna hopefully try and say, but I, I couldn't really work it out. No. Um, the, okay. I, I, oh, hang on, 18.5, that's a small bin, isn't it? It's a small bin, but is the waste paper basket- It's a ruby bin. Is, is the waste paper basket higher or lower? I reckon he's trying to trick us, it's another waste paper. Basket, I reckon it's going to be lower. Okay, let's go with lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is slightly lower. It's 18, oh, yes. Now, the rationale compost bin, is it higher or lower than 18 litres? There's no way. I mean, what's the point of having a smaller compost bin? That'd be yes. ridiculous. As someone who has dealt with the human compost, <laughs> compost and compost, uh, I will. I, I think I, I don't want to go back. It's got to be higher, surely. I, I'm with you. Yeah. The answer is in fact lower, eight oh, litres. We knew that. What a that's a useless compost bin. We knew Who that. Buy something that rubbish. It's got a little net at the bottom. <laughs> I'm back in. I I'll once saw a friend of mine being sick in a bin that he didn't realise only had netting underneath. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was about the head height, and he was being sick into it, and it was merely in the, basically in an exhaler of his own vomit <laughs> all over his new shoe. That's, that's very considerate. Now, finally, we've got, we've got one more in this round uh, for you, uh, Robin and Ben. It's the Sorterra waste sorting bin with lid. With lid. Higher or lower than eight litres? Higher. Well, if it's a waste sort, yeah. I mean... What do you think? Designed by Mr. Ikea himself. <laughs> Still nothing. Nope, not going to get anything for that. So, we're eight litres, higher, higher or lower? Higher. The answer is higher. It was 37 litres. Well done, Robin and Ben. So, uh, so, producer Ben, how many points did Robin and Ben get there? They got three points. Three points. Okay, let's start now. Bring it on. Now it's Tom and Fordy. All of your bins are. Why haven't you come up with a kind of Brucey catchphrase? <laughs> it's been nice Johnny, to see you. <laughs> come on, let's do some trashing. That's what it was all about, wasn't it? A nice, fun rhyme. But the laziness of this show suggests a second series, despite the fact it has no budget and relies on the goodwill of your friends. <laughs> I don't or think you're recommissioning with this kind of lack of imagination. When on Play Your Cards Right, do the contestants have pints? <laughs> <laughs> That's more of a sort of bullseye thing, isn't it? So, uh, the so, visual element was very important in Play Your Cards Right as well, wasn't it, looking back? But you can at least imagine the bins. In fact, it, ah, here we go. Rewind the podcast, get an IKEA catalogue. And then Play you've, got, you've got the visual element at home. <laughs> or in this case, get the Argos catalogue, because that's what I've got for you guys. Broom, bring it on. Okay. Did you ever oh. play that game where you have to turn the page and point to the thing you want first? Yeah, I... No, 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 wait, hang Everyone on, would think we grew no, up no, together. No, hang on, you played it with Ben, that doesn't count. You can't okay. say, did anyone play that game and Ben go, yeah, yeah, I did, because you two were in the same room when no one else was playing that game. It was, it was, just, like, it was like the Argos catalogue up until 15, and then puberty would play it with the underwear section and be like, which boobs do you want? <laughs> and you've got those boobs right now, Tom. Well, that's <laughs> a lot of timing. <laughs> a lot of timing. And then be like, let's go uptown, let's hop in the wheelie bin. And <laughs> let's pick up some chicks. Let's cruise. So uh, let's start Hang with the on, basics. Can I just check? Is that the underwear section of the Argos? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. 
no one wants those things. <laughs> Let's start with the basic Argos uh, value range, plastic kitchen swing bin. Yep. Now, I can tell you it has a removable swing lid, costs 7 99 has a capacity of 25 litres. Do you think the roll-top kitchen... Is it a swing bin, bin, so every time you open it, you hear, like, Kang Basie? No, it isn't. Do you... Do you think the roll-top kitchen bullet bin has a higher or lower capacity than the Argos value value range plastic kitchen swing bin? Uh, the bullet is bin. Well, lower. hold on a second. The, the bullet is often used for um, killing very, people. Well, killing it's, people as well. It's not a bin to throw away your bullets. Portable <laughs> Nivea, Nivea for men and Lynx dry. The bullet is a very small hand. It's small, isn't it? Bullets are small. Train stations. We're going to go with lower. The answer is higher. It's forty-five liters. God, tosses. But what sort of ammunition are they packing? <laughs> <laughs> that should be our slogan. That should be the, the Brucey style slogan. What sort of ammunition are they packing? <laughs> so the simple human tabletop bin, is it higher or lower than the roll top kitchen bullet bin? What We've do got... we think, audience? Lower. Tabletop's got to be lower. That's for uh, compostables. Okay, the, the answer is lower with 1.5 litres. Okay, the square holes. Well, I've got the Brucey one now, by yeah, the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, go on, what is it? What a lovely doll, she really is a floozy. Now watch me discharge me Uzi. So there we go, that's another, another kind of rhyme you could have used there. Uh, rather disturbingly, Robin made me watch him discharge his Uzi. <laughs> Before he left the pub. Yeah. So the square holes pedal bin higher or uh, lower? Pedal bin. That's got to be high. higher. Pedal, higher. Pedal requires foot. <laughs> Absolutely Pedal correct. Pedal requires foot. <laughs> well done, you've got your cycling proficiency test. <laughs> the answer is higher with three litres. And finally, <laughs> it's the Brabantia Retro Bin. Retro. retro bin. The Brabantia range, by the way, is massive and very expensive. That's definitely higher. The final answer is correct. It is higher oh, with 30 litres. <laughs> So, producer Ben, what were the scores there? We had three points to Robin and Ben and... Three points to Tom oh, and Bobby. Oh, neck and neck. So, they've both proved they've got a deep knowledge of bin capacity, so it's time for the next round Flat Olympics. Gonna run, gonna jump, gonna throw, gonna win, gotta be strong, shiny and bold. Cos this is a Flat Olympics and someone's gotta win gold. It's almost catching on, isn't it? It's almost catching on. It's time once again for Flat Olympics, in which we play some Olympic-style games tailor-made for our panellists, in that they require no skill at all and very little physical fitness. Today's game is our take on the relay. It's Real Ale. Our team real captains, ale. Real Ale. Our team captains will... Uh, will attempt to perform a piece of music using a pint of real ale. Now, as it's the relay, they also have a baton. I've got the batons here. We're going to use uh, breadsticks. So, uh, Tom, there you go. Ben, that's one for you. And Fordy, that's one for you just to munch on, because I know you get hungry. Um, so, they're going to be tapping out a beat. Now, their teammate will have to identify the song that is being played through the pint of real ale. There's a bonus point if you can identify the ale as well. So, um... <laughs> Tom, can you go first? Uh, Fordy, you have to guess what he's gargling. And this round is the hurdles relay. So it's a sort of... Uh, well, do you want to explain, give the theme? Well, it's hurdles, so it's going to be a song that involves some kind of thing that you'd do when doing the hurdles. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> this is like if Saturday Kitchen had a nervous break. <laughs> Ready? It's yeah. only a matter of time. <laughs> 
Okay, your time is up there, Tom. And I, I genuinely thought you were going to drown, but what a way to go. What a way to go. Now, was that obvious? No way. I've got, it, I've got it written down in front of me, and I had to check it twice during that. So... I can't believe you've had the audacity to call this Olympics. Okay. It's clearly Paralympics. It's, it's, it's an insult to 2012. So, uh, so Tom, that was, his, that was his song. I won't ask to hear it again. I have to guess what song that was. Fordy, can you guess what song that was? Something to do with the hurdles. Jump for my love by the Pointer Sisters. It was not Jump for my love by the Pointer Sisters. We'll throw it, uh, we'll throw it over to the other side. Robin, do you think you know what it could have been? Ooh. Jump by Van Halen? I'm afraid it wasn't Jump by Van Halen. Oh, Anyone... Hurdle Girdle Mushroom Man. It was. <laughs> Can I do it again? It was not by the Strawberry Alarm Clock. It wasn't that. Um, go on. <laughs> Anybody in the audience know what it is? Yeah. This is, this is uh, someone at the back. House of Pain. House of Pain! Jump around. Jump around. Okay, now... Now, uh, Ben, you're going to sing a Hurdle-themed song, and let's see if Robin can guess what it is. That, that, was, that was 40, by the way. That wasn't Ben. I'm going okay. to use the, uh, the, the baton as well. This shot's huge! Oh, Ben, you sprayed all over Robin. Oh, no. Usually save that for the after-show party. Is it yeah. Lil, Lou, Lil Louis French kissing? <laughs> I guess. You just gobbed all over Robin Hibbs, dude. I've worked with Richard and Judy, and this is very similar. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're with the blonde alcoholic at the moment, yeah. Can I hear it one more time? I haven't got it yet. I'm going to act on myself the other way. Okay. Okay, off, off you go, Ben. Try and get a better angle on it this time. <laughs> it's not easy. Don't make me laugh. I can't imagine what this must be like to listen to at home. <laughs> Is it Swagger Jagger? <laughs> okay, uh, go on. I'm not going to use that, that one. You look like a Morris dancer on the pitch. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, yeah, well, that's easy, because I guessed that last time. Yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> you could have saved all this bother by going, you've already guessed it once. Um, is it Jump by Van Halen? It's Jump by Van Halen, Mr. Pointer. Okay, so, so Tom, Tom, now it's the sprint. So we have a, some sort of sprinting theme song from Tom. you'd do if you were sprinting. Shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, okay, ready? idea what that song is? Oh no, it sounds like some of my fat man puke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure I'm going to hand it over to Robin. Robin? Uh, I'm going to run to you. It was by the artist. The uh, <laughs> Brian Adams. It was Brian Adams. Okay, we'll get half a point each there, I think. Ben, are you, are you ready to do your sprint version of the song? Yes. Okay, so it's, it's a running themed song from Ben. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
keep going. <laughs> Finish it while you're doing it. This is like an oral version of a magic eye picture. You have to listen so hard. Just got to relax your ears, look straight through it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know what it is. No, it's funny. Yeah, well, to make you understand. Sorry, What's the song called? Um, <laughs> one fine day, I'm gonna... Oh, fuck, I can't remember. Can we buzz in? Uh, yeah, go on. <laughs> keep on running. It is Keep oh, On Running by the Spencer oh! Davis Group. Oh! <laughs> and uh, Tom and Ben gargle the hits will be available. <laughs> uh, okay, so rather like a delicious stew, we like to mix our ale with... Uh, with we like to mix our ale with beef. Yes, you've guessed it. I haven't read this script properly. Uh, <laughs> Yes, you've guessed it. It's time for Beef Brothers. Problem, don't call it a problem. If you've got a problem, call it a beef. If you've got a beef, maybe we can help you. Beef Brothers sorting out your beef. Yes, I'm sure you all know the rules by now, but we've asked our listeners to send in their flat-based problems or beefs, and our teams here are going to resolve them, or at least that's the theory. It's never actually happened over five previous episodes. Can't imagine it's happening in the last one. Um, so uh, this week's beef, uh, he's chosen to use a pseudonym as his flatmate may listen to the podcast. So, Wowzer, are you there? Hello. Hello, Wowzer. Okay, um, so I'm going to read the beef out and then we're going to cross-examine Wowzer and let's see, see if we can't come to some sort of conclusion. Dear Beef Brothers, my flatmate buys multi-packs of Scotch eggs which encroach on my fridge space. <laughs> in brackets, half a shelf. <laughs> He only eats the egg centre and leaves the scotch coating still in the box, festering. It's a puzzle. Can you help? Thanks. Wowzer. So that is this week's beef. Now, the He's way... clearly an eccentric. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not bad, is it? That's, yeah, that's actually almost clever. Uh, now, this week's beef is going to be settled by Robin and Ben. They're going to be the prosecution. And Fordy and Tom, or... Somebody else, perhaps, will act as de defence counsel. So stick it up for the, uh, the beefy, and uh, you're going to be the jury, the audience, uh, here tonight. So let's cross-examine Wowzer. Does anyone have any questions for Wowzer about this egg-based dilemma? Is your flatmate a vegetarian? No, no, he isn't. I thought he might be a vegetarian who doesn't know where the eggs are stored in the supermarket. <laughs> Inside pork. <laughs> Is there any, you know... It's the natural home of the egg. It's the only place. <laughs> Vegetarian with a sense of danger. <laughs> Quite rare for them. He misses the thrill of the chase. <laughs> uh, anyone from uh, Ben and Robin's side, do you have any questions? Yeah, no, sorry, just to clarify it. I know we do this every time, but are we arguing for... You? It's a point of order, yeah. You are on Wowser's side. And he is in the audience right now. Right. He's yeah. the guy you can see. Yeah. Okay. And you're on his That's side. Your name. That's a pretty Just to make it name. clear, you are the Eggman. He is the Eggman. Right. <laughs> I definitely am the Walrus. Who yeah. is the Wowser? Uh, Robin, any questions for uh, for Wowser about his flatmate? So, is it the entirety of the sausage meat casing and breadcrumbs that is left in the fridge? And at what point does the removal occur? Is it by him or is it by you? No, because he buys a pack of the eggs yeah. one day. The next day, I come... What? <laughs> Steady on. Fertilised eggs! <laughs> <laughs> I, I come and see the eggs, and it's just the, 
the scotch coating of the egg. That's all that's left. And he's eaten all the eggs. Pop. He tends to eat all the eggs in one go. Hold on, if he listens to this podcast, do you honestly think that he's going to be like, oh, that can't be my flatmate? <laughs> <laughs> so he thinks it's normal. This the, is because otherwise he'd do it surreptitiously. It's just uh, a normal thing of what the they sort do. Of people. So he thinks they're kin to surprise eggs, and the surprise is, I wonder what the surprise will be. Oh, brilliant, it's an egg. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah, I surprise. This packaging, sausage meat, was poison, my dad said. The sort of people who eat egg through pork, leaving the pork, are not the target demographic for apple core. I don't think he's going to be listening to podcasts. So I'm going to be sat under a railway bridge, <laughs> chewing on old meat. <laughs> or going through your bins. Uh, Either way, it's a ledge. <laughs> Can I ask about this half a shelf? Do you, uh, do you share this shame shelf? That real ale round really got you, Do you share the same... Do you share... Do you share... <laughs> I think we know the question. Do you share the same shelf? Do, do we share, share the same, same shelf? shelf? We you share the same shelf, <laughs> you dream the same dream. <laughs> and do you both sell seashells? <laughs> you share the same shelf. It's not, it's not really the issue. Yeah, that isn't the issue. Thank no you. No further wife. questions. <laughs> okay, so let's... basically, right, you share. Oh, we've, we've established they share the same fucking you share shelf, the same Tom, shelf. So, sometimes it pops over onto your side. Have you so, marked this shelf with tape down the, the middle? Sh the shelf sharing is not the issue. The egg destruction is the issue. <laughs> okay, well... It's fine to say shoosh-shoosh to the shelf sharing, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, the, let's do... Uh, is one final question for that he takes out the eggs and then has a felt tip marker and draws images of his family on, on the eggs, right? And then he puts them back in the, in the scotch egg covering and then when he's fallen out with his family, he tears it open and eats them and starts weeping about the cannibalism of his father. Or is that a long shot? You should have, uh, you should have really saved that because that's a, that's a dynamite argument. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's your key piece of evidence, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Any chance of that, Wowser? Is that a question? Uh, I believe yeah. so, yeah, yeah. Um, no. no it's, it's not Short and sweet. Now, uh, Ben, you're going to begin, so... Oh, you're kidding, I thought that was the end of No, I'm afraid thing. not, no. <laughs> we literally haven't even started it. But we're having fun, though, right? Um, so, Ben, you're going to begin, and you have exactly one minute to put your case forwards, should starting... We say, should we say 15 seconds? OK, whatever you like, you have exactly uh, 15 seconds, starting now. Well, no-one likes a fridge full of rotten pork. <laughs> As the old saying goes... Um, the prosecution rests. <laughs> 11 seconds of glory there from Clark. Uh, so we're going to hand it over now to... Hand it over to the Defence Council, and of course we have, uh, as always, providing and presiding, the Honourable Fanshawe Standen. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury... Your minute begins now. Thank you, Your Honour. Ladies and gentlemen, Fanshawe standing presiding, providing that I will be presiding. Now, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I'm looking out on you here today. I'm seeing a lot of wholesome folks there. He knows what I'm saying. I wore a shirt like that myself back in the day, my boy. Now, let me, let's get down to what yeah, Could you this. put a shirt on, please? Let's get down to what... <laughs> 
it's very warm in here and I've had a very large lunch. Now, what, what we're really getting down to here today, that their prosecution, they're gonna come at you with their science. Now, I mean, I'm looking at you, ladies and gentlemen, I know I recognize some of you from church there on Sunday. And I sure as hell don't know what that means with that there science. I mean, are you telling me that that science is gonna come down and put an apple on a tree. I don't think that's gonna be science. You telling me when the good Lord rolled the stone away that was science? I'm seeing Mary there. She sings in the choir. And bless you, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. This is a small town. We are good people here. They come here with their science words from the city. Well, I think we all know what happens when you put an egg inside some kind of meat. I'll see you on Sunday in church. The defense rests, y'all. An overwhelmingly compelling argument there from Fanshawe Standen. So to begin the rebuttal for the prosecution, we hand over to the right honourable Mr. Robinitz, you have one minute and your time starts now. Can I just say that that was as if Hanna-Barbera had bought the rights to all Tennessee Williams plays <laughs> and then decided to turn them in. The, uh, the Scotch egg, the lazy breakfast. There we go, the egg and the pork. But I, I, I have no idea what I'm doing here because about 1992 I did So You Think You're Funny and I came second. A lot of people, a lot of people felt I should have actually won. I was, I was against against Rona Cameron and, and a lot of the comedians go, it's Kevin Day, another big name. Yeah, they said they said, Oh yeah, you used to have won that. And I I imagine I have that evening where I just lay there imagining I wonder where I'll be in approximately 18 years and nine months time. And can I say now that at no point was this in my image of where I was gonna be. And had I known this, had I been more prescient, I would have made a lot more wise choices, I suppose, than the ones I've made. And that is why the Scotch egg is an abomination. That is your minute. Robin, of course, means he would have invented podcasts. He wasn't being disparaging to the show. Uh, so, uh, Fordy, to conclude, to conclude the debate, and I, it really has been a debate. Um, to conclude the debate, you have exactly one minute to sum up for the defence counsel. Can, can he do it as Tony Blair? Oh yeah, he does. Oh, yeah, he does yeah, an amazing yeah. Tony Blair. Okay. All right. I'll yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, your Go time on. as Blair begins now. Well, I think we've heard all the arguments we need to hear this afternoon. The fact is, his housemate, who left the most precious part of the Scotch egg, rights and responsibilities, redistributing wealth to those who don't have it. The idea that in a modern Britain, not just in 1997, but in 2011, where housemates can live together and coexist, can share food on a shelf, these are the foundation stones, not only of New Labour policy, but of the country I want to see. And I'll tell you something. And I'll say it. The stench of Scotch egg is dwarfed only by the stench of hypocrisy by the party opposite, who cut the numbers of beef coatings on Scotch eggs in their time in office, who left Scotch eggs naked in supermarkets, crying out for reform. We stand 
with the housemate who decides to share with his fellow man. The good Samaritan who crosses the street, the man who eats the egg and leaves the best bit. And we commend this motion to the house. Now that is what I call a special relationship. <laughs> if I'd um, known we were going to use tricks, I'd have done some of my voices. <laughs> Which one is that, the angry one or the grumpy one? <laughs> I'd have done Mark Steele go. One of the most disgusting things about the grumps and the this is like a low rent scratchy. version of the trip, isn't it? <laughs> Just two people doing crap impressions at each other. Uh, okay, so so we've all heard the. And I remember seeing Andy Kershaw there, and uh, he, uh, he actually, the drummers of Burundi were just blowing through a Scotch egg, and it was one of the most haunting sounds I've ever actually We've opened a real Pandora's box there, I'm jumping. <laughs> <laughs> but I am Mr. Ikea! <laughs> well, I, I think the case of the Scotch egg is a case in point as to why this government has lied and lied again. <laughs> Consumption of Scotch eggs and why the Prime Minister himself. I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and do a passable impression of the host of the show at the moment and, and ask Don't the do audience. That bloke you used to do from the anime films. It was really brilliant. When you started out as Nat, you used to do that I used to do voice. an impression of a security guard from an anime film telling two teenage crime fighters they couldn't get into a place and then falling over. Yeah. Yeah. Well do it like that. Yeah, go on, right. I'll, 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 do, I'll do that impression. Uh, you can't go in there. Whoa! <laughs> It's about time that was committed to podcasts. So we've heard the arguments for and against, but you are the audience jury. What do you think? Who is in the right here? Do you think that Wowser is correct? Are you going to vote for Robin and Ben? Or do you think that Wowser's housemate is correct? And you're going to vote for Fanshawe and Blair? We'll have cheers and whoops and clapping for uh, Robin and Ben's side first. And then for Fanshawe and Blair. We're going to lunch. The silly voices win out. So that was, that definitely goes against Wowser. I'm sorry about that. Uh, so that was the last Beef Brothers of the series. But just in case we decide to make any more of these podcasts, if you have a flat or house share based problem and you'd like us to sort them out, then why not email us at flatshareslamdown at gmail.com. So Wowser, as your beef was read out today, you win a flatshare slamdown checkbook and Ben and a chance. <laughs> and a chance to spend 20 minutes inside a bin bag with Tom. So, producer Ben, what are the scores? The scores are... Robin and Ben have got four and a half, and Tom and Forty have got five and a half. Oh, one point in it. Well, as last week's episode proved quite conclusively, everything can change in the final round. So it gives me great pleasure to say, for the final ever time, let's hear the quickfire round sting. This is the quick fire round. It's the last one of the series. I can't believe that we have got away with doing the same thing every week. Stop this, I've had quite enough. Matthew? Matthew, what do you think you're doing here? Tom, I'm not going to let you do this anymore. 
This is definitely the last time you can do a long jingle. Can do a really long jingle. So if it is, let's go out with some style. Maybe let's introduce some strings and a really good singer. Yes, I'm a really good singer. She's a really good singer. Listen to a really good singer. Yeah, that was, there we go. That was the last ever time you're going to hear the quickfire round jingle. recorded some more after I'd left. Okay. <laughs> so this is the final quickfire round. And as always, we do need buzzers. So Tom and Fordy, let's hear your buzzers. And Ben and Robin, let's hear yours. Now, all the questions tonight are on our specialist subject, rubbish. So uh, rubbish, bash, bosh. <laughs> Off we go. What bin do you put bicycles in? Uh, ben. Uh, recycling. It's not a recycling. Oh, good, though. Uh, Tom. Pedal bin. It is a pedal bin. Pedal Up bin. Until... Up until a few weeks ago, who was considered to be the world considered to be the world's most waste? Uh, well, sorry, forget it. Um, which band sang that they were trash? You and me with a litter. Uh, yeah, I think that was Ben just just before you. Suede. Oh, sorry, Robin at the suede. And is suede recyclable in Wandsworth for a bonus point? Uh, yes. In one of their textile recycling bins. Absolutely correct. <laughs> On what day does Phil Daniels get rudely awoken by the dustman in the song Park Life? Forty. Tuesday. <laughs> Wednesday. Wednesday. It is in fact Wednesday. I think Tom uh, was just there ahead of you, yeah? Hey, nobody that fucking idiot! We have Nancy. What a stupid thing to do to be annoyed by them getting a wrong answer. Right, which? Right in it. It's an absolute sham. <laughs> that, is, that is a point deducted for uh, oh. making such a scene. Oh. Not even Rufus Hound got a point deducted. <laughs> Which of these isn't a real band? He's Trash from his license. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did the wheelie bin say to his wife after he returned from a week working away from home? Forty. Wheelie missed you. Absolutely correct. <laughs> Said with such tenderness oh. as well. What weighs more, a ton of recycled waste or a ton of non-recycled waste? 
Robin. They're the same. Yes, Unless they are. Unless you're spelling tongue differently. No. At which point that would be... Right, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> what is a rubbish tip? <laughs> Two quid. Forty has packed up and left the show. Oh, he's done it. He's left on a high. <laughs> he's, he's, genuinely, he's genuinely got. He's uh, going directly there to the Talk Sports Studio. <laughs> which, uh, <laughs> another rubbish tip is if you're having Rufus Hound on the podcast, lose him up with a few pints first. <laughs> um, name, name a famous dustbin. Uh, Robin. Dusty Bin. I was looking for Dustbin Hoffman, actually. Um, we have a question about... Hang on! How many people here have Dusty Bin? Point, thank you. OK, the next question is a, a follow-up question. True or false? Ted Rogers actually fucked Dusty Bin. <laughs> uh, yes, he did in the routine I did in 1997. Oh, really? <laughs> you were still at school. Uh, later on, uh, Ted Rogers was kidnapped by the Hezbollah, who removed two of his fingers, which ruined his career. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Mary Bale is more commonly known as what? Robin. Oh, Ben, sorry. Oh, um. Don't just squeeze it because you like the noise. That's what his girlfriend says. <laughs> hey, Someone in the audience knows it. Shout it out. Not Catwoman, it's Catbin Lady. Catwoman is someone very different. Uh, who would win in a fight between a borrower and a womble? Tom? A Womble? That uh, is correct. They, I saw him play at Glastonbury, they're about six foot tall. Um, what's, what's better, the United Kingdom's ability to produce rubbish or Janet Jackson? It's <laughs> um, the final question. Robin. Janet Jackson? It's the United Kingdom's ability to oh. produce rubbish. We produce enough rubbish at such a rate that we'd fill the Albert Hall in just two hours. Janet Jackson has been on sale for three months, hasn't sold out. That's your... That is your time. Those are our questions. Yes. And we have a result. But before we find out who won and who has to peg their nose and grab their sack, Robin and Fordy, anything you want to promote? Well, I think Fordy's already done his promotion. He literally has left. For the listener at, for the listener at home, he's Fordy fucked off to the toilet and he, he really, hasn't come back. He really needed the toilet, but he's on TalkSport every weekend uh, from midnight until six o'clock. That's a great... That's a great jingle you can just drop straight into the show. He really needs the toilet, but he is on talk sports. Um, and Robin, anything you wish to no, plug? No, I'm fine. Don't okay, all right. <laughs> Cracking. Um, or... Doesn't sound like you're fine, mate. Sounds, <laughs> sounds like you're having a fucking breakdown. Or... 20 years. How to turn having a very slow breakdown into a career. Come on in. <laughs> you're like an old and Rufus Hound. Hola. <laughs> All our gig information is at pappyscomedy.com. We also have another podcast called Bangers and Mash. Find that on iTunes. Uh, next week, well, we'll probably be... Oh, can I plug something? Y yes, you can, Tom. There's going to be a week in August where I'm going to be in Woolacombe. So if you're about, say hello! Um, also, <laughs> on his family can holiday... I, can though. I plug something? Yeah, of course you can. It's Tom's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, things have turned sexy. <laughs> um, Tom, sexy Tom and Ben... Into the podcast, Tom, though, it's like... 
those two don't get on. There's no way they'd get back together for a second series of this. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. OK. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll do that once I've plugged my show, Adventure Party, uh, at, the, uh, at the Edinburgh Fringe. That's from the 3rd to the 29th of August. And Tom and Ben will be performing at the Green Man Festival from the 19th to the 21st of August. Ooh, Producer Ben that. is directing Holly Walsh's show. It's also at the Edinburgh Fringe. And look out for Do The Right Thing. It's another podcast that Producer Ben is coming up with. And he intends to unleash it on the world later. Please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Four or five stars should probably do it. Um, anything less than that, you're only going to upset us. And if you want to talk about this show on Twitter, please use the hashtag, hashtag Flat Slam. Here's the jingle. Hashtag Flat Slam. We've got a tag. Hashtag Flat Slam. Can we use it on Twitter? Hashtag Flat Slam. What's Twitter was about? Hashtag Flat Slam. Hashtag Flat Slam. Otherwise, it's just me and producer Ben using it, and it's a bit embarrassing. <laughs> so... So before we find out the final points, I will say that in the series up to now, Ben has won two and Tom has won three. Oof. So is Tom going to romp home or is it going to equalise? That's not as fun. Um, so, so let's find out. Producer Ben, what are the final scores? Final scores are that Ben and Robin have got eight and a half points and Tom and Forty have got 11 and a half points. Right! <laughs> That's it. I've won the series. I'm off to LA to start my film podcast career. Oh my I'm god. I'm never going to see you losers again. There's never going to be a no, series Tom, two. No, please don't. Goodbye, you cock losers. <laughs> oh my god. So So that's it. What are we What are we going to do, Tom? No, no, no it's, all, it's all right. I'll stick around. Yeah, but we, I, can't, I can't literally do a podcast with just no, you. No, we fine. We could just we could just be better stop. off on my own. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, don't make me sound that real. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, thank you all. Uh, thanks to all the guests we've had this series, uh, especially uh, Robin and Fordy, uh, and massive thanks to our producer Ben Walker, without whom this show wouldn't exist. A massive round of applause for Ben Walker. But for now, it's goodbye from Ben and myself, and maybe Tom. Thanks for listening to Flatshare Slamdown. <laughs> The final Pappy's Flatshare Slamdown featured Matthew Crosby, Ben Clark, Tom Carey, and special guests Matt Ford and Robin Ince. It was devised by Pappy's with producer Ben Walker. Big thanks to everyone who came down to see the recording, to Orange Park and the British Comedy Guide, and to the New Red Line for having us. And special thanks to Cat Rogers for our opera singing. Um, Oh yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a British comedy guide thing for the new Red Lion and, and the first productions and it, it's, it's on the internet. Thanks, bye. 